the studio demands it an exercise in creative thinking where we will challenge ourselves to conceptualize, pitch, and craft a film based on the demands and stipulations from one of you listeners acting as a hypothetical Hollywood overlord. You know what we do? We talk movies all the time. All the time. <laughs> and as screenwriters ourselves and avid cinephiles, we would like to believe that we can meet any demand from any studio at least as well as the screenwriters working screenwriters working one of these days under the restrictions and demands of the bigwigs fronting the bills in Hollywood. We will be your screenwriters for this episode. I am TCD Witt and joining me as always, be it in mind, body or soul is Jim. I oh wait, no, I can do something here. Uh, let's keep it related to the theme. This is the longest nickname uh, that I've ever come up with here. I would, it would fit on the full back of a t-shirt. Brazelic. Brazelic. <laughs> I was going to try to, like, what's your, what's your Patronus? Jim, pr- uh, tell me your Patronus Brazelic. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what my Patronus would be. What's your, what's your, would it be something cool or would it be something silly? I, I did the Patronus embarrassing. test like twice. Yeah. The first time I got a snake and I was like, uh, no, I'm not going to have a Patronus that's a snake. No, why not? So I, I don't want a snake Patronus. Snakes are dumb and gross. <laughs> so Snakes I did a, are dumb and gross. So I did a second one and I got a rabbit. And I was like, there we go. That, that feels more like me. Snakes eat rabbits. <gasps> You're going to eat my rabbit? Wait, who said I have a snake? Just you personally. <laughs> I've seen you. Hassan I mean, Hassan Pfeffer. It's... <laughs> What so obviously we we are well aware that our subject today is Harry Potter so there's no like we know that, around yes. that does the audience know that they, they, they clearly must unless we continue to have oh, that one person who true. likes to randomize Just blindly their <laughs> blindly click on it that's why we have to remind them what they're listening to yeah. halfway through in case you're just joining us <laughs> this is the studio demands it uh, what house are you I know what house you are I don't even know anymore I you, know what you house are. I you se- are. I self sorted very early on. You're, you are, um, I'm you, Hufflepuff. You are definitively Hufflepuff. I, I, I don't know if I'm definitively Hufflepuff. No, I think so. Like it's you have your. I I have this huge backstory about why <laughs> as to why I think that is Jim Berzelik and the Hufflepuff Hufflepuff sorting. That's the name. <laughs> the of Hufflepuff your, drama. The Hufflepuff drama. <laughs> <laughs> so I I self sorted into Hufflepuff, mm-hmm. and then one day someone forced me to take the official quiz. Did you? Ravenclaw, um, Gryffindor. No, like, they, I was putting Gryffindor. Okay, I can totally see you in there as well. Um, the thing is that the houses, like freaking star charts, are sort of just unless you are, yeah, it's so true. definitively a particular yeah. character type. Mm-hmm. I think I could fit in all of them. I'm pretty sure that my quiz came down to one particular question, mm. and the question was uh, like, like they presented like four. It was like four things. If someone called you, uh, which which would you be most insulted to be called? Oh, sure. It was like dumb, coward, coward, yeah. uh, uh, lazy, mm-hmm. and another one. Uh, uh, <laughs> Whatever would have been gotten you Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, I think that's the the lazy was the Slytherin one, um, and and it was it was coward. I I had a problem being called coward. Mm-hmm. Please don't please don't call me a coward. Um, he, he will, he will freaking, uh, right. Because all the others I didn't have a problem with because I'm confident with my, with my identity. Mm-hmm. Be like, I know I'm lazy. You don't it's know. <laughs> you don't know um, me lazy and proud over here. Um, like a, like and a I sleeping did, I think, badger. Yeah. And I think that's, that's why I got put into 
Hufflepuff. To, to, Grif- to Gryffindor. Oh, to Gryffindor. I got you. It was because because I was like, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm not. I'm no. I'm no coward. Well, I'm no coward. I know there's there there at least when Rowling talks, she often says, "You are this with shades of this." She's kind of like split houses. Yeah. So right, and people love the whole split houses. Like I'm a I'm a Raven Puff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like those, and here's why: mm-hmm. because when you go to Hogwarts. The hat could say, mm, you're a little bit of all these things, but at the end of the day, it has to choose one. Well, and you, you go in one house. And you get to cho- help choose. Like sure. Your opinion matters. Okay. So, yeah, I, that is fair. Um, <laughs> um, I've, I've taken the test. I've I soared into Gryffindor. I think that's pretty suiting. I'm a bit of a show off. Like, I, I think that's, I, I'd like to think I'm intellectual enough that I could have gotten a Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> Or those who think I'm evil and say I belong in Slytherin. Um, I think I think my my Gryffindor tendencies uh, uh, neutralize my Slytherin tendencies. <laughs> they counteract each other. Uh, <laughs> and um, just the whole uh, uh, the 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 badgery laid backness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somehow those work together with with Hufflepuff is sort of why. I'm in Huff. I would rather work together. Yeah. I mean, I also would like to just sit alone with a book, please. Please leave me alone. <laughs> I like a Hufflepuff. Um, I love the short, the it's but, couch yeah. humor. Someone did like the, I'm Ravenclaw. Yeah. I'm Gryffindor. I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> that, that is an amazing sketch. <laughs> Who has uh, two thumbs and is a Hufflepuff? I'm, I'm a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Uh, so yeah, our we we know that our demand for the day is Harry Potter related. We haven't I haven't read the demand yet. Now there's two. I saw that we had two that came in mm-hmm. that I I just snagged them and put them together. Um, before we begin, we want to just acknowledge the elephant in the room. The oh big, yeah, the I big wizarding. That. I forgot about the elephant. And now that we've had fun sorting houses uh-huh. and discussing it, we just want to do a quick little discussion. We don't have to make a whole deal about it. So there's. There, there, there's a a, a political controversy uh, uh, that J.K. Rowling has gotten herself uh, embroiled with uh, uh, trans rights mm-hmm. and uh, uh, visibility and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think the the quick uh, they're, they're important things to discuss. TC and I are going to abstain from doing so, yeah. partially because we believe in the I, I oh I. You said it earlier, so I'm going to say it as if I knew it the whole time. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, uh, we believe in death of the author. Yes, yes. Sort, sort of. That you can today. Today, today we, we believe, believe in death. death of the author. That you can separate an artist from their work after the fact, especially when the work becomes so much bigger than the artist ever intended. Mm-hmm. I'm an. I believe in representation. I believe in people having a voice for their feelings. I, I'm not one of those like free speech is our God given right. I just believe people have the right to say what they feel. And I think people, I, I believe in, in equality and, and that, mm-hmm. and I want to leave it at that. Sure. We don't have to, well, right. anyone then, who listens to us long enough is going to know where we side on most opinions. And the, the argument is going to be, well, if we really do believe that, then why do we support someone who seems, uh, uh, from, from the arguments some people are hearing mm-hmm. seems to be anti-rights Against for yeah. someone. Um, we're not the, Two to have this conversation. No, we are not. We are unqualified um, in a lot of ways. I like wizards. Yes, that's what this is about. This is about the fun of discussing the wizarding world. And much like George Lucas is not Star Wars anymore, mm-hmm. at this point, 
at least how we're going to discuss this and go forward from here, J.K. Rowling is not part of the conversation. Yeah. Fair enough. Even though I literally. Uh, I, I'm the only one who can agree with you. So <laughs> fair enough. Good. Thank you, Jim. So let's get to our demand for this episode. Our success on this podcast and as screenwriters has given us a growing collection of demands from studios literally all over the world. And these studios are you listeners who have submitted your requests over at studiodemandsit.com or on Twitter at Studio Demands It. You can send us any demand you'd like, make a movie better than what we got, make a sequel we never got, make a film that we that should totally exist, Predator 3. Give us <laughs> a scenario and see what we do with it. And whatever you throw at us, we will have to come up with something right here on the spot with zero preparation, recorded live. Thank you to all of you who keep sending stuff in. Um, it's amazing. Like just to, the fact that there's enough of you out there who, who want to hear what Jim and I have to yes. do. <laughs> so let's get we, to, we will, we will fulfill as many of your demands as we can. Yes. We we've already had a discussion about <laughs> something we're going to do this season to try to yep. achieve that victory. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get to the first demand here. There are two Harry Potter demands. So like the first I'm going to mention here is, uh, from Jake Beagle from half blood studios. And the second here is from Michelle from Sunshine Films. Uh, Michelle's is a bit longer, so I'm going to start with hers. After the conclusion of the Second Wizarding War, we are given a glimpse into the future, 19 years to be exact, okay? And a look at the moments before Albus Potter gets on the train for Hogwarts. The story we are given after this epilogue was Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. This is why uh-huh. I had to make sure that you knew Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which isn't really about Harry Potter. This play is very much loved, but when taken apart, it isn't anything close to the original heptology. Is that seven? Heptology? Isn't that isn't One, that he- snake? No, that, that's herpetology. Herpeta- hep, like a trilogy, uh, a quadology, five, uh, six, a seven sep- would be Seven heptology. is sept. Septology or heptology? Septology? I don't know. Heptology. She wrote heptology. That's what it is now. Okay. It's... <laughs> It's more of a sequel to the movies than the books. Hmm. Okay. It's true. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. It is a messy continuation of a story that had reached its controlling climax. Controlling climax. The ultimate meaning. Oh, God, I lost it. The ultimate meaning. I uh, lost my spot. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. The ultimate meaning of the story was expressed in that final epilogue. But there's no way anyone would sit on one of the largest... Okay. (laughs) Sorry. You're doing okay over there? I'm all right. There's no way anyone would sit on one of the largest, most successful franchises of all time and not make more. The studio demands you write a sequel concept to continue the story of the Wizarding World. Original, Original cast members should be utilized where applicable. Please remember that these began as stories for children. Thank you for considering my demand. Okay. So the demand is to do a sequel. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, That's, that sounded that sounded incredible. I was you you thanked us, and I wanted to say you're welcome. You're welcome, because yeah. the thank you I wanted to acknowledge. Uh, so, let me just check Jake's real quick. Sounded here. super yeah. pretentious. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. It says I demand a Harry Potter sequel or prequel or both. What could they do to make a good Harry Potter sequel? If Fantastic Beast doesn't count and it shouldn't, maybe Voldemort's origin story or a fight leading to Harry's parents' death. Uh, for sequels, Daniel Radcliffe in the original class needs small roles. For prequels, uh, it has to tie into the originals. Thank you guys for sh- uh, your show. is lots of fun with five exclamation points. Thank, Thank you. you, Jake. 
Thank you, Michelle. Um, we we did do a Fantastic Beasts episode and we discussed those prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe in that episode I said, if I were going to do a prequel, I would not go to that era. I would go to World War One, and it would be, or World War Two, or somewhere in the past and make it a young Minerva. War! Magon- Put Min- go Minerva McGonagall as an Agent Carter would be my pitch for a... Sure. Yeah. Um, let's stick let's stick with the sequel conversation. Yeah. We you know the cursed child now. Thanks, I do. Thanks to a, a uh, you absorbed uh, yep. it like a like a like a sponge. I did. <laughs> a magical sponge. There are That's just a sham wow. It's just a sham wow. <laughs> I'm a sham wow. <laughs> you are a sham. Wow. Wow. <laughs> there are countless fan fiction continuations sideways sequels slash fictions alternate sure. universe ideas of all of the this the amount of fan creations that have come out of harry potter is likened to star wars i never wrote it but i actually wanted to write my own little fan fiction about a side character who was um uh, uh a squib oh uh they they were no good no good with magic yeah but what they did to make up for it was they utilized all sorts of magical devices. And I realized there's a little bit of a uh, uh, disconnect there because they can't use any kind of magic, mm-hmm. but that's, that was what the character was trying to overcome. <laughs> did you superimpose that idea into our star Wars episode 10? Did I? Well, we have a character who can't use the force. Well, no, no that's right. We don't have to. <laughs> did, did I do that? Well, now here's the thing. You could, this, whatever sequel we do here, you could come up with a squib here to tell the continuing adventures sure. of the Wizarding World. There's two things I want to point out. So, so when it, what, it's the, the character was essentially the Iron Man of the Wizarding World. Okay. <laughs> he used all kinds of magical things. Mm-hmm. So he did just as much wizardry. He just didn't like cast spells. It was just when I open this little pot, uh, a magic thing happens. And yeah. then when I crank this device over here, uh, this happens. Yeah, that's a fun so idea. I'd yeah. love to see a squib represented more than Mrs. Fig, who was Harry Potter's babysitter and witnessed a Dementor, and, and um, Filch, yeah. who is the is the most famous of the squibs. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that there's there could be something in a squib character. Uh, there, so the cursed child exists, both Jim and I have indulged and we have our thoughts and feelings about it. I particularly don't love it. I think that there was different ways to go here. My question to you would be this, Mm -hmm. do we maintain that as canonical and write and write something else? So, uh, my, my quick little jaunt into the cursed child. Yeah. We can keep it canonical and like nothing changes all that happens is Albus and Scorpius, and I guess Harry, have a little bit of a side quest. The, the, a, a side quest that doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> they, they, they got to experience it. Yeah. And then- they, Oh, so- I guess in the end, they, they had to go back in time to stop the villain. Right. But right, like it all comes down to essentially one scene happens. Yeah. Yeah. So it did. So do you have any interest in exploring Harry Potter? or the Potter family, right? It it depends on how we want to sequelize here, mm-hmm. right? Like, is Harry Potter the heart of this world? And were we to do something without him, is it going to feel wrong? Right, right? Well, like, can you do Star Wars without Luke Skywalker? Yes, you can. Some people don't agree. Some people don't agree, but you can. Um, the... Because, yeah, you're 
I'm, I don't know which way to go necessarily because there are going to be countless, not that we can't draw from other people's inspiration, other sequels or whatnot, but as someone, as us trying to pitch this to a studio to convince the studio, go with our idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth cribbing off of existing content. That's good. So Cursed Child can exist. There is an incredible fan fiction writer, um, Norman Lippert, who wrote 800-page novels, five of them, wow. about the adventures of James Potter. Not, huh. not Harry's dad, but Harry's son. Oh. And he wrote his first two, at least, before Cursed Child came out, and the big twist in the second book he wrote is that Voldemort has a kid that's a oh, girl. So sure. the the spoiler, I guess, for the cursed child. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I guess um so it's 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 well tread ground to do the continued ventures of the Potter family. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Beast did show that we could at least do one movie that did that had nothing to do with Hogwarts, that had nothing mm-hmm. to do with Harry Potter, that had nothing to do with Voldemort. Yeah, but the second one was like, let's bring in Dumbledore, and well, and well, and, and, and eventually evil gay Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> evil gay Hitler, <laughs> wizard gay, wizard gay, wizard gay. Hitler. Yeah, that was so redundant. The first thing it's true. Wizard gay, gay wizard Hitler. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, please take that for the good humor it was meant. <laughs> right. I'm trying to think where 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 to go, what to do. Well, because if we were to, because that because. That was the Connect, set, my second thought here. Connecting it to the Potters is a place to start. Right. So Not we connecting know, it to the part, Potters, we have literally the whole world. Right. So before we decide whether or not to connect it to Harry and the gang, mm-hmm. we do have his kids to play with. We have uh, Hermione's the Minister of Magic. Minerva McGonagall is the head of of Hogwarts. There's something to consider in just this overall series that I don't know how to I don't know how to remedy. Okay. And maybe you maybe you'll have an idea and maybe that'll get us to a point of being able to tell a story here. Because it might even create a villain for us. Okay. These books take place in the 90s. Yep. The original Harry Potter story all takes place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. The movies came out obviously in the 2000s. V- uh, remedy the fact that technology has boomed since the 90s, right? More so then like the technology of the 90s right and the 80s makes sense with the wizarding world existing around it but how does the wizarding world exist in in our reality where we have devices that are all but magic anyway right the 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 fact that mr weasley loves cars and spark plugs and flush toilets because ha, i can't believe you muggles like sort of dentistry. Oh my God, stitches. <laughs> like it's okay. so novel to him. But our technology has reached a point of science fiction with our iPhones and Teslas and right Google. Uh, here's here's why I, I magic is still more. It's it's still more. Well, my suggestion would be: could the threat of the advancements in technology and the the, rev- the think oh, of the conspiracy I, I, theorists like the internet as it is now. How could the wizarding world still be hidden from our mundane eyes? Sorry to borrow a phrase. From, wow. From you put a lot of stock in uh, in <laughs> our technology and 
like no stock in magic. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to create a, I love you. You're, 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 you're I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm blocking. I'm trying to block you <laughs> from, from no, no stories, Jim, no I, stories. We're going to flounder for, for Jim, like 20 more minutes. We shouldn't be discussing what house we're going to be in as a, as a, as a comedian once said that letter ain't coming. We're in our thirties, right? <laughs> it's true. We should be discussing if we, what would our role be in the wizarding world? What teacher would you be at the school? What job would you have in the uh, ministry? If I don't even get to go to school, I'm not even going to get to be a wizard. <laughs> um, so the, the the future, we're in 2021, right? How does the wizarding world exist 20 years removed from what we saw in the books? I know it's a very small part, but that epilogue shows that it does. So you're right. We're uh, uh, 20 years later, uh, uh, looking back at our world is, is a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're four years from that epilogue. Right. Uh, right right now, as of as, as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, that's not that big of a deal, I, I don't think. I'm challenging it to make and, it a big deal. I'm challenging uh, uh, the I, threat I, yeah. of muggles. And, and, I'm, and I'm not going to... <laughs> no, I refuse. The, good, good job, Jim. The Wizarding um, World and Harry Potter and the whole story we got was... You was, want to do technology versus magic. Yeah, maybe. I'm suggesting it, right? I'm suggesting it as a possibility for at least some sort of theme or some sort of premise to deal with, that the... The the muggle world closing in on the wizarding world to go. I'll even go so far as this. If we crafted a story that followed some three act structure of, of of a series of stories, the threat would be the final revelation. Like the big Empire Strikes Back moment would be the magical world's entire facade dropping and our world now becoming fully aware that the magical world exists. And the repercussions of that is a is the third wizarding war of whatever our our technology-based muggle villain versus the wizarding world would be. I feel like what ends up happening here justifies um the pure the the purists. Oh right. The to wizarding say, purists. No, maybe let, that's the maybe that's the drama that we're going to part of the conflict. Uh, yeah. yeah, is to see we told you muggles muggles can't mix, can't know about this. We need to keep them under it. our heel. Otherwise, they rise up and torch uh, 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 torches and pitchfork everything. Well, I, 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 yes. I mean, there's a there's a theme right there to to, to tackle because if dragons suddenly existed, people would be like, "Did you see Rain of Fire? We're screwed." <laughs> right? Matthew McConaughey cannot save us. <laughs> yeah. Christian Bale, help Gerard Butler. There's three of them in that movie. That's true. Uh, okay, so maybe maybe not to go there, but I would. We we have, Michelle went so far as to say. Remember, these books yeah. started as kids' books. Sure. So we can't approach them from what I think Fantastic Beasts 2 mistake was, what David Yates as a director's mistake was for the the latter books, is taking them, making them so mature and so serious mm-hmm. that you lose the wonderment and magic of the wizarding world. Sure. So from a child's perspective, there's, there's very little touch in this, but like Dudley has a PlayStation and Harry's mm-hmm. just is like, blah. And it's not like, come on, exploding snaps, gobstones, wizard chest, chest. Like this is this is great. Like who wants to play a video game system, right? Exploding snaps. We have those. <laughs> you go to the you go to the yeah the the fireworks store. You snap them on the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> That's as fun as a PlayStation. So okay, so I we're I don't know where to go with this. Like 
Do you do you think there's do you there, want there, to tell a there's, story? There's something there. Um the threat of the muggles being but I see I see where you're going in terms of that validates the pure blood mentality, the mm-hmm. anti-muggle mentality. Well, because because I think that's 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 sort of may, maybe that's cynical of me to say that if you awaken the mundane world to magic, mm-hmm. that it would recoil in fear. Um <laughs> Because, because, well, right. Oh, I, maybe I'm it would recoil in fear and it would reach out in an attempt to control. Um, at the same time. Because I'm a cynical, terrible person, apparently. At the same time, this allows us to potentially tell a story about accepting the differences in human beings that all exist and cohesively exist. Not that I want to go back to the subject matter we <laughs> literally said we weren't going to delve into. But if, if it's about... It, like telling a story about uniting people and and proving the naysayers wrong that no we must stay divided if the if the original if say okay we have a villain from the muggle world who's threatening to expose the the magic world what right? if and, and hold on <laughs> Let me just, mm-hmm, yeah and yeah. then the then it splits the wizarding world you have the people who are like like if ron if he's involved is like I don't want, I don't want, but if Hermione's like, I came from the muggle world. Are you saying you don't? Well, no, I'm not. You're, you're one of the good. Don't say, don't you dare say that, Ron. Uh, uh, I'm very conflicted. Ron, Harry, get in here. Right. There's, Hmm. uh, but then again, that's very adult conversation and, and maybe. Well, there's, there's ways, there's ways to, to broach adult conversations through, through children within four kids i interrupted you no i, I stopped I, you from interrupting you <laughs> what, did, what were um, you gonna go with this uh what if what if muggles the entire notion because right now it's right the whole idea is this stuff's midichlorians man you got them or you don't <laughs> you got them or you don't you're a squib um, what if that in itself is a curse oh that everyone has the possibility to use magic yeah Ooh. there is no different what it is is there is a curse, the the Muggle curse. Yeah. And so, what if our story is about lifting that curse? There we go. Now you're onto something here. That that sort of absorbs a lot of the ideas of exposing the Wizarding world and how would how would mm-hmm. the Muggles handle that and the 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 divide of beliefs within the Wizarding world. They have characters who who I think it, it sort of touches in Order of the Phoenix when Harry has exposed that and Dumbledore saying Voldemort is back. And even in the wizarding world, there are people who are like, no, I, I talked to my parents and they say, you're crazy. It's like, <laughs> no, I, my, my family supports you, Harry. And that divide of of within the wizarding world just around the existence of Voldemort, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of returning to that in the, if our main character is, is, an, is an 11-year-old going off to their first year at Hogwarts under the, 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 the world issue of of ex- the exposing of what was the adopted son's name? The adopted son in 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 at, in the epilogue, Remus's. Oh, Teddy, uh, Ted. What if that's our main character? Oh yeah, okay, okay. And Ted Tonks, the son of Remus and um, Tonks. Tonks, yeah. yeah. Nymphadora. Um, yeah, Nymph- oh, yeah. Don't yeah. call me Nymphadora. <laughs> uh, something happens Ooh, while. I like this. Ted, 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 yep. Yep. Teddy, Teddy, uh, is at school, right? So we we get some Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, he f- finds out about this curse 
Uh, I don't know how yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he goes about trying to, right? He's like, well, we got to break the curse. And that's what, and because already so close to Harry, so Harry would get involved. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Harry's involvement is going to be really conflicted because this is literally the uh, uh, foundation for everything he understands the world to be is mm-hmm. that there is the wizarding world mm-hmm. and there is the muggle world. Can't, can't, and yeah. you're telling me that there, that that's an artificial barrier that somehow there is, there shouldn't truly be a muggle world. Yeah. And the, the, yeah. the, the, the muggles have Merlin. They have stories of ancient Greece and ancient Egyptians and magic existed. And then it didn't. Right. Sure. Yeah. Now, I, I'm certain there's probably canon that we could div, delve into to find where the where the the artifice of the Muggle world versus the Wizard world was created. It surely exists there. We don't have the time sure. to look up the content now. Well, yeah, and the the, the Muggle born wizards are kind of proof that that's that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm sure there's also probably stories about how like oh it's about lineage and nah 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 that there so anyone can be a wizard okay and uh, what do you think of that right like like, going back to uh, what that compares to mm -hmm. is star wars and how right episode was at uh, uh, seven was like anyone can be a force user broom boy eight yeah broom boy (laughs) um and, and like like i have big qualms about that in <laughs> in Star Wars, uh, I'm gonna looper you one. Yet of these at times. the same time, we are not talking about Star Wars. Uh, every, every conversation is Star Wars. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, just just to I just wanted to to bring up sort of uh, uh, an equal thing where mm-hmm. where I had the opposite opinion. Sure, I sure. don't want everyone to use the Force in Star Wars. Whereas here, I'm suggesting what if what if it's pot like maybe not everyone does. Yeah. Uh, what if it's possible though that Ooh. the entire notion of Muggle isn't real i love it is 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 artificial is is in itself a curse that's i like this this is cool this i don't i don't know where this would go but even having a moment of a muggle sidekick character if ted's going to be our main character to have some sort of muggle along for the ride who doesn't use magic or not that first like talk uh ted is down grabbing the the wizarding the wand from ted and that muggle for the first time like just with all his might just going ah, and like like making it work for the first time and like blasting himself backwards like i did it i did magic like <laughs> breaking through that curse like that could be a cool fun moment sure um even go so far as like let's say we did a seven part story again if i the, mean you would have to have, it's the rule if the first occasion of ted young ted meeting some young muggle who doesn't use magic getting a chance to like do a little pop of a of a wizarding wand to call all the way back to that at the end of the story where they get like a big, like fatal blow against a villain would be like a cool call and response moment. Teddy Tonks and the magical muggle. <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like a beetle, the bard, <laughs> like a it beetle, the bard story. It does. Ted Tonks and the magical muggle. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to name this thing now. We, we've had discussed, one I way did or the it other. though. You I did. did. We don't have to, but All I right. did it. You heard David. You heard David. Our edit. You 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 heard the name of the episode, folks. <laughs> well, I, I, oh, as far as that goes, as far as the name the name of our epi- of this oh, it's episode, just, uh, I think it should be Harry Potter and the Cursed Episode. Oh, <laughs> well, that no? depends on where this goes. That's true. <laughs> I think uh, I titled it. I think I'm going to title it 
and the listeners know or, it. And the cursed sequel. The cursed anyway, sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter and the dot 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 is what I mm. no title here. Um, Harry Potter and the Silence. And the Silence. <laughs> Doctor Who crossover. Mm, I've seen that t-shirt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel like I should, let's just take a break here real quick. Or unless you want like, no, no, let's I, take I, yeah. a, let's take a break right here. Let's rally some of our thoughts and let's come back and see if we can't start hammering out some plot points here now that we've kind of developed a premise to go off of. Okay? Okay. Cool. So take a quick break here. We're gonna hear a message from the wonderful folks at Six Five Media, and we'll be right back. Hi there, I'm David. And I'm Kate. And we're the hosts of another Zelda podcast. There are so many good podcasts out there, and some of them in particular concern The Legend of Zelda. (laughs) That's right, Kate, and we are another one of them. That is actually the name of our show, Another Zelda Podcast. And in our show in particular, we talk about some of our favorite dungeons, characters, boss battles. We have top ten lists. Yeah, we do deep dives on game design and production aspects of the different Zelda games. And we talk about our own experiences. We do some review episodes, talk about our challenges, our struggles, and our victories. That's right. You know, really just almost anything that has to do with Zelda, we like to talk about it. A new episode comes out every other Friday, and you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and YouTube. And you can also check out our episodes on our website, anotherzeldapodcast.com. That's right. All right, we will see you there. Okay, bye! Welcome to our our new new podcast. podcast. Welcome to our new podcast. This isn't working. Agreed. I think we're going to have to do it turn by turn. Well, now that you mention it, we are a brand new RPG video game podcast. Our very existence hinges on turn-based gaming. So join us on the turn by turn podcast where we'll be talking about Pokemon, Fire Emblem, Golden Sun, Shining Force, Mother, and so many more. It's your turn to come and join us. Teddy Tonks and the Magical Mother. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It sounds so cute. It, it does. <laughs> I f- well, I right, like I feel it should follow in the same format. Vain. Oh yeah, I think so. Um, I, Ted is got some cool stuff to him. So canonically, I believe he ended up being head boy. He's a very handsome fella. It, it, should this be the next half? Not oh no! I, the I, in between. I, oh, I suppose <laughs> <laughs> this is the in between time. Okay, I'll just jump right back in here. Oh, no, it's too late. I'm rolling. You're drinking the soda into oh, the no. microphone. Ah. Drink it. Drink that soda. <laughs> yeah. Now the audience. Yeah, knows. that's some. That's some good. That's some good audio. ADR. No, no. What is it? AS, uh, ASMR. <laughs> ASMR. Okay. Here we back. Here. Here we back. <laughs> here we. Here we back. Here we back. Are All right. So. Canonically, I believe Ted was popular at school. I believe he became a prefect and head boy. He's uh, handsome. Oh, that's less interesting. There's, a, there's no drama there. He's, he's we need handsome. some drama. Yeah, he's not a he's not a dorky nerdy loser okay. <laughs> like that Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you suggest this taking place in his early years, or are you suggesting that he's out of school? Um, oh, I, I was thinking it would be during school. Okay. Was, so was do he we, no longer in school? No, no. I, well, I mean, it's I, been multiple. I would also, I, I personally, I would also want it to be as contemporary as possible. Right. Right. Like 
Harry Potter was set in the 90s, mm-hmm. but honestly, it did not read or view neither the books read nor the movies viewed that way. Honestly, um, they 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 felt contemporary. Yeah, it, I think the movies all played that, a part all of that it. dated them was at the very end when they're like, here's a date on a on a headstone. And also at the end when we, you know, show you this newspaper. Sure. I, I um, it's probably worth mentioning just because the hardcore Harry Potter fans are probably yelling at us. Teddy was his nickname <laughs> that his actual name is Edward Remus Lupin. And he just went by Teddy. So just just to be clear, he was born in 1998. OK, OK, so. At 11, 99. Yep. All right. So he would. Well, no, if he was born in 98. 98. Sorry. So 2009. Yeah. 2009. Okay. So if we start with his first year of school at 11, then, you know, we're in the early 2000s. If you want to get as contemporary Mm -hmm. as possible, then we're looking at a fully adult Ted. We're looking at a middle-aged Harry. What kids did ron and hermione have ron and hermione had rose for sure she is in um she is in cursed child ron. didn't one of them have a kid that wasn't that like uh, uh wasn't going to school yet yes uh harry and uh Ginny have lily who is not old enough to go to school yet she's well, the youngest of the three that's what i'm looking for let's let's have this be about lily Lily Potter. There we go. Well, we get now you got the naming convention easy more easily. Sure. Right. Um, let's see. Lily. Lily Potter, Potter. and the magical muggle. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, Lily, Lily. All right. So now the trick would be to you need to you need to vamp right now while I do oh, a lot of Googling. Uh, uh, you, you mean I can't just watch you Google? No. That that doesn't that doesn't work. That doesn't help. Um right. So okay, so what I'm thinking. So initially I was thinking like, wow, okay, so if this is about uh, finding out about and breaking this curse, like that's a lot to happen in this movie that feels like it should be the whole trilogy doing this. But then I was thinking, no, actually that's perfect. Just because the curse is broken doesn't mean that everyone suddenly is aware of and able to do magic. Yes. Um, so just in the notion of thinking about sequels, mm-hmm. that that doesn't actually help us make the first one, but... <laughs> But. Just for a roadmap, the first one is about breaking that curse. The second one is about um, ex-muggles uh, uh, starting to learn magic and magic starting to get out into the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even I wonder if we could even go so far as to like a, a a criminal from the wizarding world escaped and is hiding in the muggle world. Like, I'm not going to say it's him, but something like if Steve Jobs actually was... <laughs> Was a wizard who 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 tricked us. Like sure. he like escaped from the wizarding world and started selling like incredible technology that we all take for well, granted. I mean, if once we start talking about that, I actually like if you want to talk about the the realness of, I think there's probably a lot of stuff like that. Lots of technologies are probably actually magical bits that was stolen. Lily Luna yep. Potter was born in 2008. She's exactly the character we need because yep. she would be. 11 years old in 2019. Nice. Perfect. As contemporary as you wanted it to be. It is. <laughs> Ding. Ding. <laughs> so she discovers that there's a, well, okay. If the, if the, if the, okay. If we create our big, big Voldemort level threat as some sort of muggle wizard, right? Um, 
Someone who's going to uh, right. expose we, we the whole thing. We need a villain. We need. Uh, uh, forgot we needed a villain. Um, uh, we don't uh, have to cr- literally craft all seven books right now, but no. just the the we, if we have the big world story and then and sure. then start to bring it down and find Lily's place in this story. Um. Well, I I I think the villain might be well. Is Voldemort the Darth Vader that we have to have come back? I don't. I don't think so. I do not think so. I because I kind of want Voldemort to be done. done. Am, done I, am I the only one the, who thinks that the, one of the, let's defeat a villain and leave them defeated? Yes, let's leave them defeated. 100%. I mean, uh, in the epilogue of Deathly Hallows, Harry Potter's scar has never hurt again, and it never will. Voldemort is gone. He is gone. Now, I have ideas mm-hmm. on, on like, like there can still be Death Eaters. There can still oh, be- sure. Uh, bad people to, who worship Voldemort yeah. and and are looking for ways to bring Voldemort oh, sure. back. I, uh, um, I think that's very reflective of the society we live in today, Jim. It's true. <laughs> and so they can be some of our bad guys. Yeah. Um, the cronies at the may, very maybe, least. Maybe, in fact, the, the, uh, the, the way um, uh, the original Dark Arts professor was the bad guy Quirrell. in the first one. Qu- uh, Quirrell yeah. was, was the bad guy. Maybe our first villain is a death eater who um like like maybe that I, I don't know maybe that's how it's revealed like lily's you know oh, hiding yeah. hiding somewhere and learns a secret that one of the professors um, is at the school is secretly a death eater is lily's in the room of requirement mm-hmm. for some reason maybe mm-hmm. and this professor steps in because that this professor was looking for the room of requirement because they wanted to find some, some source to a the, thing. The first MacGuffin of the first book. Something like that, yeah. Making Lily sort of uh, very mousy and meek at first, especially following the footsteps of James, who very much in the tra- tradition followed his grandfather and Harry and Albus, who as a middle kid acted out and became mm-hmm. a hero in his own right. To have her be the third in this line and the youngest and the girl and kind of disrespected by her brothers. Well, it... Uh, uh, sorry, I interrupted you. No, that's okay. I just just giving she she comes with some cool possibilities for traits sure. to overcome. Really, what we're doing is we're sort of saying, "Hey, remember Ginny? We're going <laughs> to tell a story with Ginny as the main character." Why not? Because because I feel that. like Ginny was was sort of that way. Yeah, she so, was this quiet, meek character this is, who, who I think that's the, great. and then grew to be a badass. Yeah. And I think that works because that would allow us to have a a relationship to develop between young Lily Potter and Ginny as her mother to slowly gain like trust her and 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 speak to her and mm-hmm. Ginny is cool. She she's a Quidditch reporter. Like she she's a cool woman. Sure. And to live in the shadow of her father, her mother and her two brothers allows G- oh, young Lily to have a lot of parallels to Ginny's journey. So to to sort of play into this, if she starts getting more involved with muggle stuff, she spends a lot of time with her grandfather. Uh, let's see her. Oh, right, uh, yeah. With uh, with uh, Fred, um, not Fred, uh, no. Arthur, Arthur yeah, Weasley, with yeah. Arthur Weasley, <laughs> who is fascinated by by muggle stuff. So so she has a familiar uh, a familiarity with it. And then maybe one of the people she meets is a muggle born wizard mm-hmm. right and and so she's oh and and that wizard's getting picked on yeah, or, no wizard or, or witch if that uh, muggle-born if she befriends a muggle-born mm-hmm. right a muggle-born witch or wizard who's her classmate and her first experience of going home for the holidays with them to go actually 
for Christmas vacation in the first book to go experience a muggle Christmas. Like she doesn't want to go oh, to sure. the borough. She doesn't want to stay at Hogwarts. And so we have an opportunity to get the perspective of the muggle world via Lily's perspective, like look at it and then the slowly and sprinkling in what the big war of this entire yeah. arc is going to be. So sure. she, yeah, spending time with a muggle, um, reaching a point of that, that almost that, almost being fascinated. I love that she'd be spending time with Arthur and, and wanting to, yeah. and he could be the one to sort of suggest like, uh, the Muggle world's getting stronger. Maybe. Uh, I, I just had a flash in my mind uh, of Arthur, of, of like having a scene, not mirror, but I just imagined Beauty and the Beast, the way Belle is smart uh, uh, and her, her father in that mm -hmm. is this zany professor. I just imagined Lily, like all the wizards are doing wizard stuff. And Lily's like doing something normal, like, like, an like RC, a muggle thing. Like and an RC like, racer. What are you you're doing? A weirdo thing. And then she, she goes into <laughs> Arthur's garage and he's got all sorts of contraptions uh, uh, with springs flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Doc Brown-esque in a way. Yeah. Having him being like the the quirky grandfatherly figure. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's There's some fun to be had there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. He is still canonically alive, too. I, I did want to check that if sure. at this point in time, if he would still be alive. And he is. Excellent. Yeah. Hooray for life. <laughs> um, yeah, giving giving her adventure at a time that slowly builds up to the, you know, the, what would be the sixth and seventh the climactic war, essentially, that we have to take this to. I mean, do we have to take it to this? Probably. I don't know if there's um, a, it has to escalate, right? Well, so, uh, uh, oh, right. So, uh, our, our, our ultimate villain, right. That's, that's where we were sort of going. I, right. I think like some death eater who is, uh, uh, like accidentally reveals it to her is the, the villain plan sort of in the first one. Mm. But I think the ultimate, our, our, our quote unquote Voldemort here mm -hmm. is an ancient dead wizard, uh, someone even older than the, the Hogwarts founders. Okay. Ooh. All right. Um, like, like, uh, like literally their life force is somehow connected to the curse. So were, when it like, is broken, were they the one that, that put yeah, the curse in sort place? of like, well, the curse is a living curse. They are the curse. So then when the curse is broken, mm -hmm. uh, everyone thought that wizard, that wizard died gajillions of years right, ago. Yeah. The curse is broken and all. And, and so that power that was spread across the earth mm -hmm. returns to the wizard. And so he's back and he's like, who woke me up? <laughs> I'm really not cool with this. What's with all these technology thingies? Some something like that. Is what 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 do you think of that? And 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 have that be that the the leading up to the return of this ancient threat. Yes, there are parallels to the return of Voldemort, right? That mm -hmm. his essence needed his body back and he got it. But so, bigger, which is what sequels do. Right, right. It's a <laughs> bigger. It's the it's the it's Star Killer base. Okay, yeah. we're not doing another Death Star here. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, I'll I'll go so far as to say this: the villain mm -hmm. that we're returning is a villainess. It's a witch. It's Morgana. It okay. is it is an ancient witch that that put this curse. Was was destroying okay. her create was destroying her or like cursing her into non existence. The the was that essential to then separating the Muggle world from 
Like maybe she she I'm, existed to oh, rule. She wanted to destroy all muggles kind of thing. I don't know. My, my idea was that uh, Morgana, it's, uh, I like that idea. So we're just going to go with that for now. Okay. Morgana wasn't um, cursed and that happened to her. It's Morgana cursed mankind. Okay. Uh, to and, separate them. And, and, and in so doing, the cost of that curse was her, her essence. Mm-hmm. So then when the curse is broken, that essence comes back together. So what is her ultimate goal? Like, what does she want? Um, why wouldn't she just be able to do it again? I, I don't know. S- well, story. Like, <laughs> but, but I'm um, saying, like, explain to me oh, what, wh- what is her uh, motive? What is she? Is she, if she's the evil that must be destroyed, what is her intent? What is her goal? Uh, mustache twirling. People are, uh, uh, I don't want people to have the magic. So, uh, it, okay. Th- th- this is spitballing. It doesn't oh, have no, to no. be this. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm okay. There might be something there. If her goal isn't to destroy, like take over the world, Voldemort's goal was to crush all Muggles and take over the world. Mm-hmm. Is her goal to sit on the throne to destroy all magic so that the wizards are forced to be Muggles? Essentially, like is her is her end game the end of magic? So why was there a wizarding world? Yes. Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Uh, if that was her goal, why was her curse incomplete? I, I don't know. I'm 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 just sure. I'm trying to figure out what her ultimate goal here is because we know what Voldemort's is. We mm-hmm. knew what Grindelwald's was. It was the same thing. They were Napoleon and Hitler themselves. They wanted sure. to just rule the world with wizards, pure blood wizards at the top, with everyone below them, and crush all Muggles. I'm suggesting that she has a reverse mentality of now that I'm back. My I don't want this. I don't want whatever I wanted before. Now what I want is the end of all magic. Muggles don't even need magic. Look how well they've done. I I like the idea that she was trying to take magic from people. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of why did she not completely succeed? Well, this because the wizards cursed her. Like perhaps it was it was the it was maybe it was the four founders of the houses that 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 team. That's how they became friends. Mm. They were the freaking Power Rangers stopping Lord Zed or Rita, and and they cursed her into non-existence. So, I'm not super familiar with the Arthurian legend. Okay, I feel like our uh, uh, some hints and uh, would be in in there, seeing as we're pulling from Morgana. Yeah. Oh, derp. The little I know about Merlin. That's the answer. Although I know Harry Potter did stuff with Merlin, I don't know. Not canonically. They I thought. Oh, I thought uh, there's there those those Norbert uh, Lippert books I discussed brought Merlin back from the dead, and he became the Hogwarts headmaster. Oh, I thought there were I thought there were stories about uh, Merlin's pants. Like they curse him. <laughs> I mean, they use him as a. Uh, um. So Merlin is uh, uh right. He lives backwards. He lives backwards through time, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, what I'm thinking is that's how he avoided the curse and saved magic, at least in part. Well, according to the Harry Potter wiki, Merlin was a legendary British wizard who lived during the Middle Ages. Little is known about his past, but he was a member of King Arthur's court and arguably the most famous wizard of all time. It does say that he's a Slytherin and that he has an unconformed length and core for his wand. He was born circa 982 or later um okay and so now we know merlin is there does is there any official word on morgana that's a that is a great question here 
Um, I, I certainly don't want to spend the time reading a Wikipedia page here. No. That's saved for our Patreons. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> what part of the internet do you want us to read to you this week? <laughs> Morgana. Um, let's see. Harry. Great, great audio. So just mm-hmm. listen to someone typing. Yeah. Uh, Morgana Le Fay in Harry Potter, more commonly known as Morgana, is a medieval dark witch famous for being the enemy of the legendary wizard Merlin and the half-sister of King Arthur. She's an entomologist of a bird. She's a family member of King Arthur. She's born around the same time as, as Merlin. She has a very, very small entry into the into her Wikipedia. So she's she's free. They both she, sound pretty... Yeah, pretty pretty small. So free, I think we, we can do a lot of stuff here. there. Yeah. My only concern is is that far back enough for, for muggles to like the notion of muggles uh when when did that begin? The the separation. Yeah. Like when did it, when did the separation occur? Well uh, vamp for me while I while sure. I do this well, Googling. Um, so so if we didn't use that, it doesn't have to be human. It could also be so, uh, something that takes human form. It could be a dragon. Ooh. Dragons, dragons, I think, <coughs> have been done okay in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. uh, but not too much. And honestly, they're quite bestial, whereas dragons of myth um, very often would be very intelligent. Right. If you look at someone like Smaug, he is he is a very intelligent dragon. Mm-hmm. So so what if it uh, was Hey, you know what? If if we're going to crib on some imagery or whatnot, having the Morgana turn into a dragon in one of these movies would be freaking awesome. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, 19, uh, sorry, 1692, the International Statute of Wizarding Secrecy was put into effect to safeguard the wizarding community from muggles and hide its presence from the world at large, mainly to protect wizards and witches, especially children, from the witch hunts that were going on around that time. So okay. there you go. That is canonically. So that's not when. Uh, that That's when. The muggle the secrecy. Se- was that's when the secrecy place. of the wizarding world began. Yeah. Muggles existed before then. Yes. So whatever our curse is goes mm-hmm. back to whenever Ooh. the idea of muggles started, started. which and is ancient. We'll say it. Point. We'll say the year 1000. The, that the, In the year 1000. I like a, there's the idea. joke for you. One of, our, one, of our, one of our villains that Lily ends up facing off again, it would be awesome to see some sort of like Puritan witch hunter type character sure. right like in one like one of the villains that she would face uh, she's what, going what's on. i'm pre- i'm pretty sure it's not a, a name it's a title a witch finder general there you go yeah having 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 like someone who's been like a blood lineage of muggles from the salem witch trial era who is still hunting witches to this day basically someone who would be the hero in a different fantasy story we were telling <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> Hansel Sol- and witch solomon kane oh no yes <laughs> Like a Hansel and Gretel, Gretel style witch hunter. They're the oh, bad guy, though. Oh, that's a weird. You, you, uh, Bobby Yaga. Uh, no, you, you had a slight slip of tongue when you said Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, and I said Gretel. Uh, you said Gretel. Gretel, which <laughs> makes me think. Just this is a total tangent, totally different project. We don't do tangents here. No, did you pause it? Did no, you? I'm not oh, pausing. Okay, it. I thought it looked like you. Pa- <laughs> uh, 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 just cro- mashing up the Hansel and Gretel story. With um, Beowulf somehow, Hansel, Hansel and Grendel. Grendel? Is, is, uh, How does that not exist? <laughs> oh know. my God, Hansel and Grendel? Are you kidding me? Ooh, <laughs> make a note, folks. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to uh, uh, Lily Potter. 
having her, her adventures. I think we're onto something here with the the division of the Muggle world, like the slow realization that witch hunting was becoming a problem. The division of the Muggles versus to when when does the curse of Morgana, the Muggle curse, truly go into place? When, I, yeah, I when, did, when like was when f- was magic taken away from from people the, from people? Yeah, that's there. There's the there's the question right there because it could be, you know, twelve hundred AD or whatnot, and and then for centuries afterwards, the slow turning magic into fiction could have happened, mm. right? Sure, that it wouldn't be instantaneous. That the wall didn't go up. It was it was a long centuries long process to separate the wizarding world from the Muggle world. Um, and now, uh, so so it it could still be Morgana and and Merlin, mm-hmm. and Morgana's curse was going to take magic away from oh, everyone. Is Merlin however the one? okay? Go ahead. Because uh, uh, I don't know how to incorporate uh, one of the details about Merlin. I really like is that he lives backwards in time, right? And like I I. That's a detail I know that I think is super cool. Mm-hmm. And I think somehow if that detail is what made him immune or, or or something and by him still having magic, he was able to propagate it and build the wizarding world, uh, uh, build the, the, the survivor community of wizards that grew into the wizarding world we knew. Sure. That Merlin um, was the founder essentially of. Yeah. Like once... Once Morgana was destroyed, maybe he's the one who destroyed her. Not not just the house founders of of Hogwarts, right? Maybe it was mm-hmm. Merlin defeated Morgana and and her and she cursed her curse. Ooh. So I like the idea that her, uh, she curses mankind mm-hmm. and and uh, so what Took if magic away from she her. does that? Yeah, and and kind of like Sauron, in so doing, loses her her sort of uh, embodiment, tangible form. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so now she's this intangible form messing with the whole world. And so Merlin uh, uh, has his little bit of magic left. And what he does is he essentially puts her to sleep. And and like, it's like a double curse. Mm-hmm. So as long as this curse exists, you will be, you will be, you will sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, and so then when Lily gets the curse lifted, that's why Morgana wakes up. And so Lily, are you saying Lily inadvertently? Sort of leads to the. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. It was her mistake essentially to resurrect Morgana. Like like maybe it's that Death Eater is is doing some forbidden research into Morgana's magic mm-hmm. for their own uh, uh, power. They're not trying to undo anything. They're just like, mm, she had some good ideas here with how to be a jerk, be an evil jerk. <laughs> uh, and Lily's like, don't be an evil jerk. And what's this curse? Oops. Well, just gonna, just gonna yeah, break that little seal. And so oops. I still, um, I still want to be clear. Then Morgana originally was stealing. She, her ultimate goal was to steal all magic from the world. Yeah. Muggles were against uh, muggles were against her. Wizards were against her. And the only way to truly stop her was Merlin basically put her to sleep. And then because of some massive situation, like whatever that battle was, the slow unraveling of that, the the repercussions of that led to the understanding of muggles just can't handle magic. The, the, the muggles have been cursed to never have magic within them that, that will never be unlocked. So they just can't comprehend magic. So we need to just protect ourselves and seclude the two worlds, which then eventually led to the... well. Uh, maybe uh, Muggle could have originally referred to wizards who have had their magic taken away. 
Sure. And well, and there's so, the nomages of the American term is well, nomage. Sure. But uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and that refers to someone who has none. Right. Sure. So so it's sort of a a, a parallel uh, term, a, a synonym. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm imagine So in that in that original when, when that originally happens, Morgana curses the world and suddenly wizards who had magic, witches who had magic, no longer have it. This thing that is a part of them. They're going to go kind of crazy and they're going to attack other wizards and witches trying to get it back. Oh, so they're and fighting each other for yeah, the powers. And so that's why, that's why Merlin's like, none of this now. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm and putting so her to for, sleep. Yeah, I'm going to put her to sleep. We're going to fight off muggles, uh, wizards who've had their had their magic taken from them, mugged from them. Ooh, uh, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and slowly and, and surely it just became and over several necessary cents, yeah, yeah muggle just became a term for anyone who didn't have magic so her returning if her ultimate return leads to what will culminate as the final war battle of this lily potter series the it's it's the the revealing of the muggle world to the muggle world that wizards exist that all the fiction stories we heard most of them are true uh that she is absorbing magic and stealing magic for herself. So mm-hmm. she is a magic is literally being sapped from the magic world. We, we come to a finale that would result in magic users and technology users working side by side to defeat the evil villain. Back to technology. Uh, right. Well, don't, don't right. I, you're kind of, I, I, I had, I'd forgotten about that. I, uh, it was, uh, I, I'd forgotten about that angle. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're right. Cause uh, right early on, it's, it's all about, uh, uh, learning about muggle stuff mm-hmm. um oh actually maybe it's it's the muggle stuff that would save the day because morgana morgana isn't she she still she would still retain the ability to take individuals magic just mm-hmm. suck it up for herself <gasps> so she starts taking just, it from okay, the wizards yep, around her yep, yep. And the only way to get at her is mm-hmm. with muggle stuff, which she's still really powerful against as well. Right. Like she's um, not going to be taken out by a gun. Yeah. Right. But you know what she could be taken out by? One of the greatest wizards who lived in the muggle world, Nikolai Tesla. <sighs> you can, eh? That Tesla tech could be what ends up destroying. You are doing. I don't know if you're happy right now. I don't know if I'm happy either. (laughs) I don't know if this is. I don't know if I. I like the idea of turning Tesla into a wizard. No, he was a wizard. He he, He was. He what was was he was not wizard of 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 science. No, like like there's a specific name for it. Is the um a New York location and I'm wizard of Westchester. He's (laughs) not. I'm not saying he's a wizard like he used a wand. I'm saying the technology he he created could be folded into the magic world ah like he harnessed magic you were just talking about a character who uses t- magical technology uh-huh. because they don't have a magical ability if tesla is one of the key mo- key characters in the unraveling of defeating so, morgana right so 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 tesla is is a little bit of one of my sacred cows i know okay I, I don't, no no and 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 so i'm going along with this and i i think maybe i might be violating one of my own sacred cows mm-hmm. um if what if uh, what if Tesla was Merlin? Oh, what did, if Merlin oh my ne- God. never died? He just sort of keeps what if here's here's another deep reference. I don't know if we'd want to put it in this. What if he's Saint Germain? You're going to have to explain that one. So Germain, Saint Germain, Germain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Saint Germain is a person 
uh, most notable 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 uh, uh, when when you know stuff about alchemy and the the history of of uh, and culture of alchemy. Mm-hmm. He's he's a personality. He's he shows up regularly. He's immortal. He's or at least seemingly immortal. He's yeah. he shows up every once in a while across great spans of time with no changes to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also sort of a fictionalization of a real person. Um, uh, and I've I've seen him used in a, in, in a couple other things. Um, huh, strangely enough, Heavy Metal Two, or, <laughs> yeah, Heavy Metal Fact Two. You're the only one who's and, seen this, but yeah, please continue. And also the role playing game Unknown Armies. Um, I think I think they can keep going. I like this. Uh, but keep going. Th- this this is more of a deep deep reference for myself. But the idea that Merlin keeps showing up uh, uh, through time, mm-hmm. right? So he was Merlin back in the Merlin time. Yes, and then he showed up again as. Probably during the Salem witch trials to be like, look, we got to go secret. Right. Maybe well, could Merlin have been Da Vinci? Could Merlin have been Tesla? Could Merlin have been all yeah. like the great? Okay. Yeah, things like that. Okay. Uh, so if he's always been a great inventor, mm-hmm. he in he why would he be doing that? He'd be show, uh, doing this sure. to try to bridge that that gap, bridge yeah. that between magic and and just no, no magic. Maybe maybe that that it's a matter of like if I can if if. I can present to the muggles technology that seemingly is so magical, they'll be more willing to accept magic if the, the time ever comes where the worlds must combine again, maybe? Maybe. Okay, I want to make a suggestion here. If if you like the the notion that, that okay, Morgana being our villain, Merlin being the one who locked her away, hinting at Merlin's existence throughout time, maybe not at first being very clear that, no, it's Tesla as a character, and Vinci was a character, like you know, like researching the character at some point. Lily's adventures. Each book, she's re- like learning about one or the other, only to have the revelation that no, Merlin was all these characters. I'm going to say this. It might be a bad idea. Sure. Merlin's aging backwards, right? Just very slowly. Sure. Okay. There's going to reach a point where he he's get, loses credibility because he's not an adult anymore. So what if Lily's 11 year old friend? that she makes mm-hmm. in the first book is named Germaine. Maybe. And that her sidekick, one of her sidekick characters is in fact Merlin. Or Maybe. If the, or like Neville is a side character who ends up having enormous mm-hmm. significance in the Harry Potter series. What if Germaine is a classmate? Maybe. Like a little Hufflepuff I'm, named I'm, Jermaine. I know I suggested it, and I know I, I I love that you're leaning into it. Yeah, uh, I'm not sold on the the Saint Germain bit. Okay, okay. Um, but just... but having it be Merlin in some way. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I I I like. Uh, uh, I was I was going down the path. Uh, uh not necessarily the uh, uh, leaning into the whole Merlin becomes a kid that forward in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what if what if Merlin is like a essentially a secret Dumbledore for Lily. Like I'm not saying that he is also Dumbledore. What I'm saying is just a mentor. What if, what if Lily, right? She, yeah, she, he, he's, he's a secret mentor though. Like literally he, uh, uh, there's a character who shows up as a professor in the school and, Oh, he's not, he's not the, uh, a teacher. Lily's too young. Mm-hmm. When you get older, you'll be in one of my classes, but not now. Tell me what's bothering. I'll, I'll help. And so it's, he's this, this character who shows up uh, and uh, okay, offers advice. Yeah. And then like, like fades away <laughs> <laughs> in a way how, and, and ma- then she's like, but what about the so-and-so professor? There was never a so-and-so never professor. So- <laughs> Maybe not that extent, okay. Okay. but having one of the, like a young 20 something professor in the school who's, or I mean a little, whatever, just like <laughs> being, 
being someone like, I'm trying to think of a, an, equi- an equivalent here. Professor Flitwick gives advice to Harry a couple times. Sure. Hagrid is definitely a mentor to Harry and a father figure mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And constantly Harry, Hermione, and Ron go to Hagrid for advice. Mm-hmm. Having having the Hagrid analog be Merlin, maybe? That's someone who... Something s- like that, yeah. Someone in the school who teaches a very teaches mundane a, class. A, uh, well, or, or a magical version of history. Like the history teacher. Professor Binns finally fa- fade away. So Professor Binns is a ghost teacher who teaches oh. history. Professor Binns finally ascended or finally transcended, like moved on. Sure. Right. So there's a new history teacher who is boring, uh, but offers very good advice that in the end, and I'm, in the books themselves, there are characters who are in the first book, like uh-huh. the Bloody Baron yep. and N- Nearly Headless Nick who are, especially the Bloody Baron, who are significant in the finale of the entire series. Mm-hmm. So to have the new boring-ass history professor seven books later be revealed as Merlin himself this whole time, sure, just apathy and tired and just... I, I All I can do is just share the history that I can, hit, I can teach. Like, everyone was excited. A new history teacher. Professor Binns was so boring. Damn, we got a guy who's just as boring. <laughs> Well, I like the idea that, like, like outside of class, he is he he's he's moving. He he he's just machinations. He's, just yeah, he's machinations. he's playing the game behind yeah. the scenes, but not even like Dumbledore would go and like do actual stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Merlin, Merlin is more like the the um, pulling strings. Sure, sure. Having almost almost in the way I know that's, that's exactly what Dumbledore was supposed no, no, to be. More but. like how Snape is technically a good guy through the whole thing and does yeah. little things throughout the entire series that have an all, that are for the greater good. Yeah. Not in the overt, evil, rude, mm-hmm. heroic way, but very subtly, this character exists from the get-go only to reveal me. Like, and Lily can be the one. I'll even go so far as this. Merlin never returns. It's even thought, like, if we can resurrect Merlin, if we can find him, blah, 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 blah. That there's... There's a moment in the seventh book or even this somewhere near the end where Lily has figured it out and just goes and has a conversation with the professor. Sure. And says, just goes in like, oh, Lily, what can I do for you? Did you have a question about your assignment? And she just quietly says, why didn't you help? I, why have you been here this whole time? Why haven't you done anything? And then it's then we get this sad sort of history of why Merlin can't participate and the respect of Lily, who understands his import, but how he can't be involved anymore. I think that could be a really powerful moment that he doesn't get to come back and and magically save the day. That he is just witness to history at this point. But why? Uh, maybe my, his powers have dwindled over time. Uh, oh, the that, younger he's gotten. I, my the first place I go is it turns out that's his curse. Oh, sure, yeah. Even it, not only there you go. It's it's it's. It's both. It could be he, all of that. Just he, it's he very can, tragic. The closest he can ever get is whispering in in the ears of the heroes. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that will that might be. And ha- having that sweet tragedy exists for Lily to discover and not even tell anyone. To just be like, "Am I the first one who figured this out? You won't be the last. Have a good time. Have a good day." Good luck. So, yeah, Good luck. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Something like that. I think similar to how Harry goes and talks. And this to the, is my last day here. At yeah. the school. <laughs> I'm Goodbye. retiring. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, 
these are such broad strokes to to try to tell this like all encompassing seven part epic story. Well, sort of. Well, that uh, so okay. So pulling it back in, I do think the first story, the first arc, is breaking the curse. Right, like the first four books. Mm-mm. First nope. story, the, the very, the very first, first book. Right, the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. is breaking the curse. I think it's, and a- then the f- the following story arcs are f- the fallout are, are dealing with that. I- because so Morgana would be awakened at the end. I'm she there doesn't even need to be a standoff, right? Yeah, yeah. She's awakened and sort of like Voldemort needed to kind of pull his power back together. But Voldemort doesn't do that until do. the fourth book. Doesn't Voldemort do does not return until the fourth book. He's on the back of Quirrell's That's head. the best he can do. That's what I'm saying. The the curse is broken and Morgana doesn't just like no, swoop no, no, no. and I, like, oh, I'm going to mess things up. I'm going to say she doesn't truly return until the fourth. I think the acknowledgement of the threat of her needs to truly be set in the first book. That that the 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 the, the cult of Morgana is the is okay, seemingly I'm good the threat. With, I'm good with that. I'm good with a, a cult of Morgana rising up. Yeah, that 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 is what is revealed in the first book. That's the threat that's going to grow here. So that it's a matter of we know the curse, we know the threat. We're trying to prevent that. Whatever the whatever these these the cult of Morgana is trying to do, we're trying to stop them so that they fail at stopping them. And even through mistakes. Lily leads to the resurrection of Morgana, and now you have the remaining three books, mm. five, four books. I just, I really think it should be the first one. I think that's too big, too soon. I remember dis- this. Is- I disagree. Mm. Mm. Clearly, mm, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you um, go from there? How do you escalate from that then? If, if the fallout. Look, I want you to think about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. If Voldemort, in his full form, is standing. No, in that's front- what I'm saying. That's not. The end of the book isn't Morgana is there in her full form. Mm-hmm. The end of the first book is the Muggle curse is broken. So then, for and the so, next seven book, next six books, the Wizarding World has been de- has been revealed to the Muggles. Sort of. It, it's th- think of it like the curtain has dropped. <clears throat> People have not necessarily noticed yet. Right. That's what the next book is, or the next story arc is people learning about this like wait a minute so uh, the the second story okay. is magic beginning to propagate okay. through the world okay I, I can get on board this if if the curse breaking at the end of the first one is seemingly an insignificant thing that that, that well we can handle this it's this 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 evil this little cult has done their little magic we can handle this don't worry about it Lily thank you for drawing it to our attention you sweet little girl. Uh, we can handle this. And then it's this, it's like fudge in the Cornelius fudge just makes mistake after mistake for four books. So at the beginning of no five books. So by the sixth one where he has to acknowledge we are in trouble (laughs) (laughs) that Morgana returning through almost a, a whisper of like, Oh, this is, this is bad. Yeah. But having that sort of, no, Lily, I can handle it. I'm your dad. I've handled this sort of thing before. It's not nearly as bad as it used to be. Like almost that, that confidence. But as sure. Oh, that yeah. That's the other. That that's the other. Oh, that's even better. So one of the things I really liked about the Harry Potter books is we get everything through Harry's, Harry's point point of view, but very clearly, uh, we get uh, notions and whispers of the adults are doing adult things in the background. Yes, and I very much like that's what's happening with Harry. Harry is now sort of that that role in Lily's life. Mm-hmm. He's trying to protect her. Don't go do these things. And she ends up 
like he did, wandering into these uh, uh, places. That, uh, and getting involved. By either uh, 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 happenstance or by machination. Um, yeah, yeah. Having like. And, and, and so then Harry, we, we, uh, we get a little bit of, of, of Harry's perspective, like uh, of, of, yeah, the world is dangerous. And what does this mean? Uh, now that muggles have magic available to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not all shooting fireballs, pew, pew. uh, yeah. but it's possible. This is, this is unheard of. This is dangerous. And, and I think there should be a building of that for, yeah. for, in, in the for next, four books. Yeah. So that by the fourth book, Morgana, like the Olympic freaking flame has just been like ignited yeah. and the world, it's like the explosion of that there. So, cause even, even having, having it build through her childlike perspective while the adults are doing their mm-hmm. thing. And we, we as adults reading it can read between the lines and go, Oh, there's some problems here. Like yeah. the headlines on the daily profit and whatnot. Having the third book be like Lily Potter and the Witches of Salem, which gives us a hint of the history. So you had mentioned all that. Uh, uh, I think the idea of using a time turner and she doesn't just go back, you know, to do some extra Mm schoolwork like her aunt Hermione. Mm -hmm. Um, She uh, uh, for for either by uh, uh, design or by accident goes all the way back to the witch trials. Well, we can do that two ways. We can time turn her if you want, but pensives work too, because pensives are worked oh. really well in the Harry well, Potter books where he sure. gets to go witness history without affecting it. Well, so the reason, uh, so playing into your notion of there is a witch hunter mm-hmm. who uh, would be hunting her. What if he also, for some reason, oh, uh, maybe I'm going to get explorer, you good, good. I think he's I got been it. alive this whole time. I'll go one And better. so even before we get to this book where she goes back in time. Yeah. He already knows her. Like, I know you, witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he knows her because then when she goes back in time, she has oh, an adventure right. there. So we, we loop it, right? I know it's going to be weird for me to say this, but I'd like <laughs> to avoid time travel. <laughs> that is weird for you to so say. So I'm going to go that. one. I'm going to go this. Okay. So I'm going to play with the with the, with the the magic of the wizarding world. If we use the pensive to go, say say in this, we'll use the, the second, like the third book or the second book, whatever. One The big villain of this. Sure. If she's going into the pensive to witness, like, we'll use the third book, The the Witches of Salem. She's going in the pensive a bunch to witness history, right? Uh-huh. And there's some magic user, the villain of this, the witch hunter in this, is able to perceive her in the memories, right? There's, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to wand okay. wave this to make this happen so that the climax of this villain that she's witnessed through the course of history in the Salem witch trials and whatnot, as she like goes to leave the pensive grabs her and tries to pull her back in. She escapes. And the thing, the witch hunter crawls his way out of the pensive. So the, that he comes to the modern era. So he's, he is a being made entirely of memories of memory. Yeah. So, Oh man, so, okay. I, that could be uh, freaking cool. I'm man. remembering more and more about the pensives. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad you like them. <laughs> I actually thought they were probably the weakest part of any movie they were used in. <laughs> well, you have you read the books? That, I did. The books are... They did a better job, Half-Blood but, Prince alone uh, uses the pensives remarkably well. I uses them pretty Agree good. to disagree. So... Um, but it, it just... Uh, but I like this notion. Yeah. That... that and uh, what it can be is Merlin would likely have a number of, of 
pensives like, mm-hmm. because it's not just going to be his. He's going to have taken memories from people, yes. right? Like that witch finder, he took almost all that witch finder's memories to stop him. Yeah. And he's collected them there. And mm. unfortunately, interacting with a person sort of, quote unquote, awakened them. Yeah. Um, not, and this sure. is like a special case of, and just imagining almost like the Harry Potter equivalent of the ring, <laughs> like crawling out of the pensive. Like even just the freak out of I being mean, grabbed in the memory, Lil- being like, "How's this possible?" Lily Potter in the living memory. Ooh, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> but seeing that villain crawl out of the pensive would be awesome. That could be cool, yeah. Like, oh my god, like, just in like the all, all the all the little uh, uh, black wisps, like swarming and then slowly yeah. forming the humanoid shape. Oh, man, make that, that my yeah. second villain. Come on now, this um, is this is the Tom Riddle of the series. <laughs> this is the diary. Um, I I, I like that. Uh. Right. Okay. So the first one, it's, it's, it's this cult of death eaters. Like it's a cult within a cult mm-hmm. and they are, uh, uh, the, like the, the, the keepers of the Morgana keepers or yeah. something like that. And so that's why our heroes think very much, well, yeah, we are in the right to break this curse because you're trying to not only maintain this curse, you're trying to strengthen it. You're mm-hmm. trying to hurt even more wizards, you're trying to take the magic away. You're yeah. trying to expand there, this. Everybody curse. is misunderstanding this curse. Is what's happening right well, now. Well, sort of. I mean, it's it's also a it's also a bad curse. It's yeah. suppressing seven billion people. Right. Um. So they break the curse, and the second one is about the rise of magic in the world, and that's a great reason for this witch hunter mm-hmm. to come back because this dude hates magic. Witches. Um. <laughs> uh. So so then. That would sort of be so we get this this rise of magic and maybe that's uh, well hmm I uh, I'm not sure exactly I I feel like the third one should be where more of the backlash begins where mankind yes, I think starts starts being afraid of and, and and attacking the wizarding world if we're going to use the original seven books as just a loose template of how we play this out sure i think the third book having a lot to do this is the book where she goes to christmas at her muggle friend's house this is the book that that we see more of the muggle world in this uh and because like prisoner wait, of azkaban which, which book in the third book oh by the th- see by the third book by the third book i i'm imagining the world no, like magic is a is big news. No, it's all I, over the news. I still think you're making it happen way too soon. I still think Why? it needs to. We have to do seven books here, man. We don't because it's a loose uh, <laughs> uh, uh, series. You're okay, if and you... also, uh, so I think maybe I'm. You're wanting to do something I I wasn't necessarily wanting. You're wanting Morgana to show up and. Just be an ad- a magic atom bomb on the world. Like nobody saw it coming. Like, what's magic? It's that crazy lady. <laughs> that's what you're wanting. That's what you're wanting to do. Not I I'm I'm I like the idea that the curse is lifted in the first one, and then it's a slow build of magic being more and more uh acknowledged by mundane muggles. And but they're I the the tipping point in the series, much like Goblet of Fire, where Voldemort comes back. I think there needs to be a big explosive moment, like I said, the Olympic torch getting lit, where it's like any of you who doubted that this was conspiracy theory or just tricks on the internet, you're wrong. Magic is real. Now you all need to cope with that. And I think that should be like the halfway point in the whole series. Mm. That up to that point, it's sort of like. Yeah, weird things have been happening, but weird things always happen. It's not magic, right? See, I think that's the second book. 
and the the third is the third is people people start saying no this is real look at this okay the fourth the fourth is where it's now pretty rampant mm-hmm. and that's where morgana is like cool this is my show now i can start sucking the magic out of um, all these people uh, uh yeah and, essentially and what she would do is like doing things my way first i'm saying the curse is lifted now anyone can have magic and now i'm gonna start taking it all away Ooh, actually this might work shit I was trying to disagree with you. <laughs> if her initial goal of uh, the curse is lifted, now magic's available to everyone. And the wizarding world has to admit, okay, we exist. And then she starts sucking all the magic out of everyone. Guess who's going to be fighting? The muggles and the wizards. Mm-hmm. Because they're all going to be blaming each other for stealing magic from each other. Mm-hmm. So there's the big, okay, fine, I'm on board. <laughs> I've, I've, I've talked me into it. <laughs> Good job. Because then, then you have like three books of, if the if the sapping of magic begins in the fourth story, five, six, and seven is like we need to stop fighting and work together. We, neither of us are the bad guys here. The bad guy is the one putting us against each other. Mm-hmm. They are the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm on board. You convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> I still think we both win in this scenario because <laughs> magic so. becomes ready available to us and then we get to use magic. It's true. Yeah. Because whatever we write is real. And we and we didn't have to get a letter to go to school. <laughs> what is the 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 big story? What is the the journey that Lily Potter goes on here? It's not just being the witness to all these events, and it's not just that she's affecting all these events. Where what's what's the culmination of her story? Right? I know that's a big ask, mm-hmm. but if, if Harry's journey was he he grew to understand the importance of his heritage and the the themes of love and the themes of family and telling his son in the end, you know what? I don't care who you are or what people sure. say. I will love you. And that's that is mm-hmm. the most important thing to me. I have the love of my family and I have the, the safety and security of that love. I think. Uh, my, the, the first thing is, is what you said really early on is, um, not saying that Lily doesn't accept everyone for who they are, but just, uh, uh, Lily's arc is sort of the arc of, of the world maybe in in that it's sort of everyone being okay with each other. Mm -hmm. And no, that feel that I'm wording that wrong. That's super, (laughs) wow. That that's the broadest, broadest brush you could. (laughs) I I think underestimating, Um, uh, underestimating. The curse, underestimating Lily as this sweet little girl, underestimating the power of magic, both as a, as a tangible thing and as and what it means to the world. I think overcoming being underestimated, even going so far as if if Albus is in is in Slytherin and James is in Gryffindor, I'd be willing to put uh, Lily in Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff just to have a further detachment from her family. In, uh, how about this? She is legacied into Gryffindor. Sure. Doesn't have many friends there because mm-hmm. she's quite timid. So she hangs out with Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw kids. Yeah. Mostly. If, I love that. If our, if and our, then, and then she's even more distanced because she's not in the same house. So she can only hang out with her friends when they're outside of their houses, like eating at lunch. <laughs> yeah. Having, Having her bully be in her own house, right? If we have some sort of Draco equivalent who picks on her, 
in some uh, a Gryffindor bully that's unheard of <laughs> having having her two best friends the Ron and Hermione mm-hmm. avatars be or analogs be a, rough, a Hufflepuff and a Ravenclaw mm-hmm. like the three of them together that makes a fun team um, and and it allows the story to be explored through a non Gryffindor like the I understand why oh, I, I see why you why yeah the the Slytherins are treated so poorly in the Harry Potter books because it's from Harry's perspective. She wrote them really, rather mean, <laughs> like the well, I'm, it, well, and right, and it starts from a place of the good guys are right. the bad guys, right, right. and it's only as the books kind of grow uh, with the characters, yeah, that it's like no, it, it's not so red and green. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that under underestimation is probably a theme to explore over the course of this. Sure. In that, and that's that's something that's very relatable when people are underestimated, when people are, are pigeonholed. I think, uh, I think also, uh, right, you want, uh, you want to incorporate technology and stuff, so I think also the notions of uh, uh, ingenuity. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, over- thinking outside the box. Sure, and over-relying on the known, mm-hmm. right, and not taking into account the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even wonder if we could pull off a, a a culmination of all of this, where you know Harry wants to save the day, his brother, her brothers want to save the day, and she has to convince them not to. That it's not <laughs> like we don't get to be the heroes here. This is not our story. Like I know I'm being a little metatextual, but if to say the whole we've you dad you have been talking about all working together to get here this is how it needs to come to in the end we all need to be a part of this there isn't going to be a hero in this story right it's going to be i see where you're going maybe i don't i don't she gets to save the day yeah okay well okay <laughs> she may not save the day alone yeah, yeah. um cuz right I, so oh boy even, what, what is it no matter what house she's in uh no matter what houses her friends are in i do think um, it is probably important that she makes a muggle friend. Oh, sure. Absolutely. That's, I think uh, like visiting the muggle, like going to the holidays at a mug at mm-hmm. her, at her muggle wizard friend's house and befriending a true muggle, I yeah. think would be a fun reoccurring character. Which story is it where a dad won't let go of their kid and their, and their kids like, I can do this. I can do this. You have to let me do it. Please trust me. I know I'm, I'm is that it's like, uh, large number of oh coming God. of age stories I'm totally blanking on which one it is i can see the moment someone someone in the comment section right now is like you idiot it's uh, such and such war, war of the worlds although that's oh not god a, that's no not that's good, the worst example <laughs> it is it is the worst example having having lily who's been underestimated this entire time getting to like say you know albus james you have to let me go i have to do this dad please believe me Ma, and then her mm-hmm. mom being you know, like yeah you got this. I believe. <laughs> I never underestimated you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One way, there's a there's a culmination of a story. Well, we can wrap it up here. Where there's a culmination of a story that I find really fascinating, and it's Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. That that final moment in the game. Did you ever play it? I did not. It comes down to that's having, why I don't get to be on the crossover episodes. <laughs> It comes down once the final confrontation is playing out. Zelda or Link, Zelda, the one in the green hat, yeah, with the with the yellow hair, mm-hmm. the main character main of the character, game, Zelda. Legend of Zelda, yeah, Zelda, the little green guy. Link goes within the mask and has a 
conversation with the villain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come down to punching him to death. It comes down to understanding him. And that would come down to me understanding the Arthurian legend and Morgana, the character. It's possible to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's possible to to sort of uh, mutate and and make the character what we want it to be like. Right. Maybe Morgana is also just a misunderstood character. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, maybe we could talk talk them down i don't know oh we might have um, i'm just just throwing out some titles for potential books lily potter and the sword and the stone sure right so to, to like tap well i, I just realized I, we went to i would almost i would almost want to play around with that and and change it and have it be lily potter and the uh, uh the stone and the sword Ooh, oh yeah I don't, know, I don't know what that means but it sounds i, I like it it's a good title <laughs> and also we did two episodes in a row with arthurian legend my Starfighter was our last Yeah, episode. we did, didn't we? Man, for a guy who doesn't know it or care about it too much, I sure keep referencing it a lot. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will get Jim to at least read the Wikipedia on hey T.H. Weiss's. I'm going to see that that uh, Green Knight movie. That looks pretty <laughs> that cool. That looks pretty cool. Um, let's, there's so much more to explore. There's so much more to talk about. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we we went for the full the full series arc rather than just one book at a time. Sort of focusing on that that first. We, we do ask one. a lot of ourselves and our listeners we to be do. like, we're going to do 15 movies right now yeah. with justice or with the DC universe mm-hmm. or, or, or what have you like with something like this, all we can do right now is throw some bones on the tail and see if we can construct something out of it. But like the, the stone <sighs> and the sword is a great. So here's, title. here's a thing that happens in the first movie, I think. Uh, so I think it's in that first movie at some point, Lily meets her muggle friend mm-hmm. um, and she breaks the rule. Her muggle friend gets her a phone, a smartphone. Oh, so and you she can, takes it to Hogwarts, you. takes yeah. it back to Hogwarts so that they can not only can they stay in touch, but then like she takes videos of wizardy things mm, okay. for her friend to see. Possibly. And I'm not saying her friend is all like, oh, world, check this out. It's just this personal thing between them, but just. Well, Hermione does state in reading Hogwarts a history and sooner or later, mm-hmm. I'll get you to read this book. Nope. Is that. <laughs> Why would techno- I say no? That's not cool. Technology. I'm quoting the Hermione herself. Technology goes wonky around Hogwarts. There's there's mm. spells in place, but you're onto something in that if she could somehow get a smartphone back there that she could then use, something's awry here. Why is this? Why, piece, is, this why is this working? Which could be our villain for that third, second, or third. Like there oh, could be something that, in that. That might be more intriguing. I was gonna say there's a scene early on when she gets back and the phone's not working, and mm-hmm. then the history professor. Uh, uh, see, like, like, secretly, like, bumps it. Oh, and now it works. Oh, let me just uh, nudge it. That, so he like is yeah, deliberately so Merlin, Merlin basically Merlin, makes you prick. the phone work. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's something to that. Like, w- would you just use that as a way to bridge the Muggle world that she's like proving that they can handle it, kind of thing? No, I, uh, uh, I, not really. Uh, it's well, just an idea. I for mean, it, it does uh, thematically. It does that, but it's just it's one kid. Wanting to to communicate her daily life with her friend. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Um, the there is there's other there's other places to go and other things to discuss. I mean, we could do another twenty minutes if we wanted to. Uh, of what things from the modern Muggle world are affecting and interesting the <gasps> Wizarding world. What if it's not her friend? What if it's her cousin? It's Dudley's kid. Whoa! All right, <laughs> yay! You're 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 into a fun place here. 
Oh, man. just a fun detail. <laughs> We're bringing Duddykins back into the. Right. I, I liked I liked their 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 scene of of uh, burying the hatchet and like reconciliation. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the word. Hey, <laughs> what, what about him? Is he not coming with us? What? Hey, Big D. Hey, man. <laughs> Thanks. Weird. <laughs> uh, and canonically, like, canonically, yeah. Harry does maintain a relationship with Dudley after the fact. Uh, so, and one of the reasons I, I thought of that is, well, so how would how would Lily meet this Muggle person? Mm-hmm. And originally, it was like, oh, so she goes to this uh, Muggle-born wizard's house and has for holidays, holidays with them. Christmas, maybe. Yeah. But what if they actually have a trip to the um, the Quidditch match, like the the the, the Quidditch Cup? Yeah. Um, and because they're going to London, they, they, they visit, oh, they don't stay with, yes. they visit Let's go Dudley, have, Dudley, we're going to go visit your, your Uncle Dudley. Yeah. And, uh, and meet and, your cousin there. And so that's where they meet. And great. Unlike Dudley and Harry not getting along, yeah. they, uh, uh, uh oh, they man. hit it off swimmingly. James and Albus could pick on this kid so bad, like Fred and George, <laughs> like them just, or maybe, maybe just James, like just, and Lily being like, oh, just, they're being dumb. They're my brothers, whatever. Yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah. Mm, would you put that right away or would you save that for like a second book? I think the first I, book. I, I think, oh, I think right away. I think pretty, the, pretty close. I think the first book should just result, revolve pretty closely just around Hogwarts. It's the, it's going to be the shortest. It's the kiddiest. I, I, here's, I feel by bringing in the, the muggle cousin later mm-hmm. by, by having Lily establish any sort of friend base at Hogwarts undermines a friendship outside of it i oh no okay i i would go so far as to mention that they have visited their cousin let the name drop happen let the let the establishment the foundation of visiting them and knowing them and it's been a couple years since so that the second book can kick off with them going there and actually introducing them into the story fully i'm gonna suggest uh uh what if no what if (laughs) Uh, you're, you're, we'll, we'll probably end up going that way <laughs> when the publisher but, uh, contacts us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what if, what if her friend, her, uh, uh, is her cousin through the phone in the first book, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the whole first one. Sure. And it's not till the second one that other kids start like, Hey, Hey, you're, you did so-and-so or you're so-and-so. That's when she starts meeting other kids around school. So then she shares that with her cousin, right? Like, so, so she, it's almost like, like almost like a pen pal. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. That's fine. Um, but I think it's important to establish that before the other relationships. Sure. Yeah. Like just create the foundation early. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, ra- rather than, rather than having that show up in in the later stories i'm gonna it, oh, especially especially because if we're breaking the curse at the end of the first one mm-hmm. we want i want that friendship uh that that relationship um cousinship cousinship what, yeah. uh uh to build kinship and, and uh, uh there you go um and, and the notion of 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 crossing that muggles can't know these things mm-hmm. should happen before other muggles ca- uh, uh uh can sure Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're prepared for it. I dig it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the big, if I'm just throw, throw back to like the big halfway point where like the whole, it's like stuff's going badly. Mm -hmm. If Morgana, um, I'm just wondering if we can do a book that takes place, not like it's the seven years of school, but if one of the stories for whatever reason, Hogwarts is shut down so that it's 
it's an exchange program. So then we get to have an entire book take place at Durmstrang or Bobaton or, or the American or the American Lily Livermore Livermore that yeah if if one of the books is an exchange season or exchange sure. story where we get to experience that's fun yeah i think there could be some fun in that if like the mm -hmm. fourth book or the fifth book or well, fourth fourth book yeah let's make the fourth book when the explode when it happens is that they don't even have the protection of hogwarts being on the home turf when the oh when, like is that maybe one of the problems because when morgana does finally come to power she does it there back at home in england yeah. and that's a big mess because yeah. she's super powerful. Yeah. So having Maybe. that take place at Lil Liver Livermore, mm -hmm. that that episode or that in entry into the story. Sure. Yeah. Because then it gets us some more muggles. It gets yeah. Okay. Oof. Well, we will certainly continue to talk about this, but I think we could wrap it up here. I don't know if we've have we achieved enough here. Are you? Uh, I'm I'm excited about this fan fiction. <laughs> uh, I I. Uh, I like this. I like this idea. Thank you. Yeah. I, the, I, uh, I feel like we tied in to the original Harry Potter stuff. Uh, and, and right. We didn't talk too much about what Harry would be doing during this. It would mostly be cop stuff, right? Yeah. He's, oh, he's sure, a wizard sure, cop. Sure. That's he's, what he is. He's so wizard cop. Like Harry's um, not, Harry is not a central character. He is as much of a character as Mr. Weasley and Molly and Sirius and Lupin mm -hmm. were to Harry. Right. Yeah. Lily's our main character. Even even James and Albus, I see taking taking a secondary role like sure. Fred and George. Yeah. Like, right. They're they're the older brothers that for the first book or two, movie or two, mm -hmm. don't necessarily see or uh, uh, are around for what happens to to Lily. Right. She's she's blazing her own trail here. I'm for whatever I'm putting the whole scene together when they go to Dudley's. Dud, there's there's a rule. Harry tells his kids on their way there. When you are at Uncle Dudley's, no magic. No magic. And they get there, and uh, so then Albus and James, uh, they're they're doing all these little things. Little magic. And it's it's not Dudley like losing his cool. Dudley's either either uh, oblivious to the little magics they're doing. <laughs> That's probably more fun. And it's Harry like just like you. Stop it! I tell you, dead, no. dead. We're not using, gonna, ma we're not using yeah. magic. It's, and it's yeah, Ginny just, pulling just on their like ears. That. That's like. Using wizarding objects is still using magic. Yeah, go sit uh, in the car. <laughs> stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> right, because they, they wouldn't actually be able to use magic because it's against the rules outside of school yeah. for them to use magic. So they would look, think of like sneaky ways to use wizarding products and stuff like that. So then when <laughs> when Lily and her cousin uh, kind of, you know, go off and, and, and order, uh, that also adds to Lily also breaking the rules in her own way, mm -hmm. showing her cousin her cousin. Oh, that's super cute. Yeah. Yeah. You turn that frog into a bunny. Another frog. Oh, a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> bunny frog. Bunny frog. <laughs> well, thank you to, to Jake and Michelle for sending in those Harry Potter demands. We, I hope that we, we, we went to a place that you liked. I hope so. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, some of these themes are heady, but I believe uh, we, we framed them enough to be kids books. Oh, sure. I, and I think we, there's so many more details that could be worked out. We'll sure. certainly keep chatting about this as Pro we, as we yeah. end the episode here, but I think that does it for this episode for now. Uh, please let us know if we did end up doing something you agree with, disagree with, uh, whatever. 
We want to hear from you. So let's do the social stuff. You can find us at studiodemandsit.com where you can send us a demand. We're on Apple, uh, Apple Music, Google Music, Spotify. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Studio Demands It. Like and subscribe. And if you feel like giving us a little review right there in app, it's uh, pretty cool if you want to do that. <laughs> it's almost magical how well that would help us out with the <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. You can find me at TC's Big Head. If you'd also like to send Jim a message, I will be his owl and yep. make sure he uh, receives it. Thank you to 6.5 Media for giving us the platform we use to to do this show. Go check out everything 6.5 Media is creating or not. I mean, that's up to you. I can't force you to do anything. <laughs> not unless I put the the confundus charm on you and confuse you into listening to one of these things. I just want to say you're doing a very good job of dropping all these references. <laughs> uh, so lots of amazing content and more on the way. That's it for this episode. Jim, any final words? Uh, I mean, you. Uh, I, I like the idea of you being the owl that that get, sends me my messages, <laughs> but uh, uh, what what's the what's the the, the yelling message that? Oh, yeah, that I'm going to send you a, a howler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all of my messages will be howlers. Oh, oh they will all be howlers. <laughs> so we'll be back again soon to challenge and improve the world of storytelling. I am TC. I am Jim. And this is the end of the episode of Studio Demands It. Right. Harry Potter one. We're not doing. We're not doing it. What? You want to do that? I thought called, I thought that was the thing we you called do. me out on it last I, time. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim pouts into the microphone. Yep. <laughs> okay, bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs>